Is my mic on? Welcome to another episode of Mika on the Mic, a podcast for parents and really anyone who works with young people. In today's episode, we are talking about the label of having anger issues. Now, as a school counselor, when students were sent to my office because they were upset about something or they got into it with another student or even teacher, they were immediately told by that teacher or uh, the administrator that they had anger issues. And that was really hurtful uh, and triggering for them. And as culture would put it today, uh, that is gaslighting. I often found myself explaining to students and later to the teachers that they actually did not have anger issues at all, but they were upset about something more specific. I would talk to students about how anger is an emotion and we all get upset and angry at times. I would teach them that it's okay to get angry, but it's not okay to destroy anything or intentionally hurt themselves or others with their actions or words. And what I realized while serving uh, in a school setting uh, with students is that they were told too often that they had problems and that they had anger issues. So no wonder why they feel like everything they do is a problem. Um, they are told that they have anger issues and they are really upset about things that um, are valid. And in all honesty, I would be upset about them too. We have to stop telling kids uh, what is wrong with them and start telling them what is right with them and what is right. We have to start teaching our young people how to manage their emotions and deal with disappointment and ask for help instead of quickly labeling their actions and behaviors as wrong, um, followed by a consequence with no explanation at all. Sometimes I feel like adults have selectively forgotten what it's like to be a kid and uh, everything doesn't deserve a consequence. More grace is needed with our young people. And I think that as a counselor, me having that mindset is what really was impactful for the students and the parents that I worked with. My number one rule was to never judge. I was able to put myself um, in that child's uh, position and I was able to pull from my childhood moments to empathize with young people and put things in perspective to understand how they feel and why they may have made the choices or reacted the way that they did. I saw a little of me uh, sitting in front of me so I had to speak life into the little me. Um, I said what I wanted and I needed to hear in that moment. I take every moment when working with young people and speaking with them and try to turn them into teachable moments for young people. Their feelings of disappointment, frustration, sadness, or even anger is always a teachable moment. 
And we don't want to label kids as bad, especially not to their face. Um, so let's transition into talking about the negative effects of labeling young people uh, with having anger issues. But before I continue, I want to say that the word issues is also uh, triggering. Um, it's very dismissive. And so let's make sure that we are mindful uh, of the words that we're using when we're speaking to and about young people who are going through something. Um, let's call a thing a thing. So if a young person is upset about something, rather than saying they have anger issues, uh, we can try saying things like, I see that you're upset. You need to talk to someone. Labeling young people with having anger issues can have several negative effects on them. So I want to go ahead and talk about a few of those negative effects now. Self-fulfilling prophecy. When young people are consistently labeled as having anger issues, they may internalize uh, that perception and start behaving in a way that aligns with the label. And this can create a self-fulfilling prophecy where their behavior conforms to the expectation placed on them. Uh, the next thing is uh, stigmatization. Labeling young people with anger issues can lead to stigmatization. Others may view them uh, through a narrow lens, making assumptions about their character and their capabilities based on their label. And this can affect their self-esteem and hinder their personal development. So if I have any educators listening right now, be mindful of the stigmatization that we put on young people uh, when we are labeling them as having anger issues. Limited opportunities. Young people labeled with anger issues may face limitations in terms of the opportunities and support that they receive. Educators, peers, and even family members may be less likely to provide uh, feedback and mentorship or opportunities for personal and academic growth. And this is so true because I have seen firsthand how students have been given certain opportunities uh, to participate in certain activities based on their behavior. And my response to this is let them participate so that they can see what they could do more of if they did a better job of managing their emotions. So instead of not participating at all, maybe uh, allow them to participate for a limited amount of time. Labeling young people with anger issues uh, may also uh, overlook the underlining factors that contribute to their uh, behavior, which can be issues such as trauma, mental health, or school-related or family-related stressors. And those oftentimes go unnoticed and unaddressed. And that hinders their development as well as their ability uh, to cope. The stigma associated with anger issues can also lead to social isolation. Peers and adults may distance themselves because uh, they're fearing potential conflict or negative interactions. And I totally get this. 
But let's think about the students that we are mislabeling uh, and what that does to them. The isolation can exacerbate feelings of anger and frustration. So we really want to be careful, again, with labeling kids as having anger issues. Young people labeled with anger issues may feel or face challenges in an academic setting. Teachers and administrators may be less likely to provide uh, the necessary support leading to academic struggle and the potential a downward spiral within academia. In a classroom setting, I know this behavior may be difficult. So that's why it is so important for school counselors uh, and school psychologists to step in to meet with students that teachers and administrators have concerns for and create a constant and consistent check-in schedule uh, to work through those behaviors. Because let's be honest, teachers should not and cannot be uh, doing this. Teachers, I'm on your side. I understand. I do not believe that this is your job. I don't believe that you should stop teaching to deal with these types of behaviors uh, in your classroom. Lastly, constantly being labeled as having anger issues can contribute to stress, anxiety, and just overall poor mental health for young people. I never wanted to be the reason why a young person felt like they couldn't change or do well in life because of my words. Uh, keep in mind that young people remember what we say, whether you believe that or not. That's why you always want to be mindful of what you're saying to young people. Have you guys ever noticed how uh, many entertainers will reference uh, a moment in their childhood where a teacher told them that they would never be anything in life and they wouldn't make it and they spoke down to them, that's because they remember what we say. It's essential to approach young people with empathy and understanding. We must teach them uh, that behavior is complex and often tied to various things. We just need to make sure that we are addressing the root causes of any problematic behavior that young people have and provide the appropriate support. If you feel like you don't have the knowledge or the skills or the experience or ability to address certain behaviors, reach out to someone who does to better support the young people in your life. And remember, uh, our goal is always to set them up for success so that they can thrive in school and in life. Now, I want to end today's episode by sharing a Facebook message I received from a former student who was labeled as having anger issues. And his message reads, Miss Banks, I'm not sure if you remember me because it's been a very, very long time. You were my counselor from 6th to ninth grade, and I've been trying to find your contact information to say thank you for being there for me from middle to high school. I really feel as though you saved my life and you've made such an incredible impact on my life and my future. I remember getting in trouble a lot in middle school because I was being picked on and the administrator told me I had anger issues and that I needed to go to your student anger management class. 
We talked until the bell rung and you told me that I didn't have any anger issues at all. That was something I really needed and I've cherished every word of encouragement you've given me from that point forward. You're amazing and I'll forever appreciate you for being an angel to me in my time of need. Now this message really moved me to tears because my purpose has always been to help young people feel good about themselves and motivate them to strive to become their best self. And there is no better feeling than knowing that you've made a difference in someone's life. And I want us all to be able to experience these types of moments. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please follow this podcast and share with family and friends. For more content from me, head over to my YouTube channel, Mika Media. Well, until next time, thanks for listening.